welcome to Pilates Students Manual. Everything you want to know about Pilates in one place. I'm Olivia, and I'll be your host. Jump in the conversation on Instagram at Pilates Students Manual, and be sure to subscribe for updates on new episodes. Let's learn something new together. Welcome back. Today I'm going to be talking about studio etiquette. I know that a lot of studios are beginning to reopen for privates and for group classes. Here in Chicago, we are opening for half capacity group classes starting this week. So I wanted to go over a couple things just to keep in mind when you're going to the studio as a reminder and also to make the most of your studio visit. All of these tips are about being a considerate human being and also being prepared for your class. Of course, every studio has its own policies and its own suggestions in place, so definitely double check with them. But these are some things that I've noticed that are important for me, I'd say. Really important to know and follow the studio's safety directives kind of through this entire COVID crisis time. There are new rules and new requests that your studio is likely making. So if your studio requires you to wear a mask while you're exercising, please wear a mask or wear a mask even if your studio doesn't require it, if it makes you feel more comfortable to do so. Make sure that you wash your hands before and after class. Wipe down all of your equipment very well. And I know that my studios specifically have some rules about when you are entering the class. Our classes, you're only allowed in five minutes before your class and you're supposed to go right to your reformer. Check your studio's website or give them a call. Shoot them an email if you aren't sure what you need to do. Um, But it's just for everyone's safety. And in a lot of cases, the studio isn't making these rules. These might be city or state directives that they're following. So so do the best you can and follow those directives. Really important, and I feel like it should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Come to class on time. Coming in late can make you flustered, can make the teacher kind of have to jump through some hoops to get you settled. That's no good. You're also missing things like the warm-up. Sometimes in classes, I would have people who come, you know, five to seven minutes late, and you might be thinking, well, that's not that bad, but you missed footwork, and bridging with cold hamstrings is really not a feel-good experience. You may also be missing the foundation for the class. I always try to sprinkle in those first five minutes what I want you to pay attention to during this class. And if you miss that, you're going to miss a lot of the nuance. Showing up on time also gives you the opportunity to talk to the teacher, get yourself settled in, and really feel relaxed. If one of the reasons why you're doing Pilates is to have this time to yourself, you really want to feel good during that time. And not feeling rushed, feeling uh, really settled, is just going to be more enjoyable. If you are going to be late, of course, that happens sometimes. I really appreciate it if you call the studio and let them know so that the teacher then knows that you're coming. If your studio has a full-time front desk, that can be a really nice thing to let the teacher know that you are still on your way, but there might be traffic or something's going on. So definitely call if you're going to be late, but also call if you're not going to come. You'd be surprised how many people no call, no show, and that's really a bummer on several different levels. One, especially in 
equipment classes, there's a finite number of reformers and number of spaces in that class. And you're taking the space of someone who may have wanted to go to the class but couldn't get in. If you aren't going to come, do cancel your class so that you make space for that new person. And then letting the studio know is also just the right thing to do. And just another thing to consider, in a lot of cases, in a lot of studios, teachers are paid per head or by the number of students that are in their class. So if you don't come to class and then another student can't take that class, you're actually hurting the teacher's bottom line. And just don't be that person. Go ahead, give the studio a call. A lot of studios have cancellation policies in place. So there might be some financial fee that's charged if you cancel within 12 hours or 24 hours, whatever the studio's policy is. And that's really just so that everyone's time is valued. For privates especially, call the studio, email the teacher, tell them that you're not going to come. Sometimes the teacher is coming in just for your class, and if you're not going to come, don't waste their time and make them come in. Really let them know. The more notice you can give on those cancellations, the better. Another thing to consider for your classes is your clothing and your equipment. Always wear clothing that you're comfortable in and that you can move in. You're going to be moving a lot in Pilates and your body's going to be in a lot of different positions. You might be lying on your back, lying on your stomach, lying on your side. You might be sitting, standing. Personally, I find that clothing that has zippers, like sometimes running pants have that zipper kind of at the back. I find that that's really uncomfortable when I'm lying down. Same thing if like it's a tie back tank. I find that knots are really uncomfortable. It's difficult for me to be in neutral spine when there's something poking me in my spine. Also, things like basketball shorts or really loose pants can be difficult if you're doing something like legs and straps just because the legs of the pants will drop down towards your crotch if you have your legs straight up to the air while you're lying down. And that might be uncomfortable for you and uncomfortable for the teacher. You don't want to be flashing underwear or anything. Same thing with really short shorts. You will be doing wide-legged squats while you're lying down in footwork and that may not be something that you're comfortable with. For the basketball shorts, you might consider wearing something like a bike short underneath so that you still have some coverage. You might consider wearing joggers or longer pants that are just a little bit tighter. Usually yoga clothes work well. If you're going to wear tights or capris, just be aware that you're going to be moving in a lot of different ways. And if you're worried about what your clothing is doing or if you're going to have a wardrobe malfunction, then you're not able to totally focus on the exercise. So always wearing clothing that you feel comfortable in and that you know that you can move in a lot of different ways in is nice. For your equipment, you might be bringing your own set of straps or handles or maybe a towel in. Just know to bring those things to class and then also take them away. I like to joke that the studio is a water bottle graveyard that a lot of people bring water bottles that are very nice and very hip and very saving the planet and then also leave them. And then you have to get another one, which is not saving the planet. So just make sure that everything you bring with you, you take out with you. Coming up after the break, I've got some more things to keep in mind during your class and also some considerations about after your class as well. Again, just to be that most considerate and prepared human being. Hey there, enjoying the episode? Me too. You should definitely subscribe so you get notifications about new episodes. And if you love it, maybe leave me a review. 
that would be awesome. Thanks for sharing the Pilates love. Now back to the show. Alrighty, so class is about to start. Fantastic, you're there on time. A really important thing that you can do when you come to class, especially if it's your first time at the studio or with that teacher or even at that level of class, is to introduce yourself to the teacher. Very likely that the teacher is going to introduce themselves to you, but a lot of stuff is going on before class. And in case they either, maybe they don't know you're new, or maybe there's other stuff going on, if you can make a point to introduce yourself to them, that's really nice. A, we get to learn your name, hooray. And B, you can tell us if there's anything going on in your body that we need to know about as instructors. I always like to ask students in my classes, do you have any injuries, any recent surgeries, or anything going on in your body that impacts movement? And some of those things could be really obvious. I had surgery on my ACL. Okay, fantastic. But some of those things can be less obvious. Things like, you know, I had a baby six months ago or I have osteoporosis. That's not an injury or a surgery necessarily, but those are things that are going to change the way that you move. So you always want to tell the instructor, not because they're nosy, but because they want to create a class that's safe for you. And if they know, okay, this person has osteoporosis, spinal flexion is not great for their body, they will then offer modifications right off the bat knowing that that stuff is going on in your body. So don't be shy. Do introduce yourself and tell the teacher what's going on. Yet another reason to be there on time is you can use the facilities and get water before your class starts. Of course, you can go to the bathroom during class. Of course, you can get a drink of water during class, but it's better if you don't. There's always a flow to class. You're always doing things on both sides. And anytime you're missing any part of the class, it's just a bummer. You are missing out on part of the experience. So as much as possible, try to take care of those things either before class or after class so that you can really focus on the movements, on the exercise for that entire class period. Usually classes are only between 45 minutes and an hour. So we really want to set that time and keep that time for yourself can also be kind of disruptive if you're getting up and coming out of the room during the class. Again, emergencies happen, stuff happens. You're always welcome to do that, but if you don't do that, it's a little better. Very important is to listen to your teacher. Again, a thing that sounds obvious, but is really super important. You do want to listen to what your teacher's saying. And when you're just getting started, it may be difficult to make the connections between the words and the movement in your body. I completely understand that. So there's a tendency to look around and see what other people are doing and then try to do what they're doing. When you are just getting started and you're really not sure what's going on, especially if the teacher isn't demoing, like I don't do a ton of demoing in my equipment classes because I'm not there to get my own workout on. I'm there to guide you through yours. So you're welcome to look at the person next to you and see what they're up to. Over time, however, you want to look around less. You want to really focus on what the teacher's saying and try to make those connections in your body because if all you're doing is copying, then the mental component of the exercise is being lost. Maybe check, but then come back. And another reason why that's not the best strategy for doing Pilates is sometimes in classes, someone will be very confident and they'll start doing something that is wrong and then everyone is doing it. So don't follow them just because they're confident. You can check in, but always, you know, assess for yourself. 
Another thing is what they might be doing. It might be a modification. If there's something going on in their body, they might be doing something that also isn't what I'm saying, but is the right thing for them. And just because it's the right thing for them doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you. By that same token, if you're taking a class and you are more advanced or you know more progressions of the exercises, only do what the teacher is asking you to do. Just because you can do your lunges standing on the reformer, if that's not what the teacher is asking for, it is not an invitation. Sometimes we'll say in class, you know, do what feels right in your body. It's not an invitation to go and do your own thing. One, for safety reasons, and two, you should be taking the class that is right for you. So if you want to do those advanced moves, you should take a class where those moves are being taught, especially, again, when people are looking around and then trying to do what you're doing. That can be a not great adventure for anyone. And it's just, it's not super respectful of the teacher. If you came to this level one class, then you're going to be expecting to do and then doing those level one exercises. Teachers may have their own thoughts on that, but for the sake of the flow of class and the class that I have planned, I really appreciate that you follow the script and do what I'm asking of you. Yeah, group classes are not the place to show off. If you want to do the crazy stuff, come to that advanced class, come to a private class. I'm happy to work on those things with you, but it is not in that group class. I absolutely love when students ask questions before class and after class. During class can be a little bit disruptive. So if you have a question about something, yes, I want to talk with you about it. But again, group class is about the group and about this flow, this experience that I have planned for you. If you have questions about it, fantastic. Come see me after class and I'm more than happy to talk with you about it. Be mindful of your teacher if you are coming to ask them a question after class. There is a limited amount of time between the classes. They might be setting up for the next one. They might be talking with other students. So just know that there might be other things going on. Be mindful of that. If you have one or two questions, fantastic. Depending on time, again, I'd love to talk with you about it. But also... If you have a lot of questions or you have a lot of things going on, that's wonderful. I never want to dissuade you from those things and talking about it. That's what I'm there for. That's what I love doing. But you might consider trying a private class so that we can really get into your stuff. Again, group classes are for the average healthy body. And of course, there is no average. Everybody is a little bit different. If you want something that is just for your unique body, a private session is going to be a really great fit for that. Always ask your teacher, hey, like, I have a bunch of questions. I know I can't ask them all right now. Maybe pick one question to ask or say, can I set a time with you to really go over this? I'm really interested in learning more about this. And your teacher will be very happy to oblige. This is by no means an exhaustive list of Pilates etiquette but they are some things to keep in mind. Things like following the studio's directive. It might be about equipment. I know Club Pilates studios require that you wear socks with those grippy rubber bottoms. Don't fight the studio on their directives. If that's what the studio has decided to ask of its students, if you want to take classes there, just do that. Don't try to get around them. Things like the equipment that you're bringing with you, everything from your clothing to your water bottles, just... Be prepared to move and also know that all that stuff has to come with you. 
whenever possible, come to class on time or a little bit early so that you can get settled in, you can get ready for class. If you are going to be late or if you're not going to make it, make sure that you call the studio, let them know. If it's a private session, let the teacher know that you aren't going to be there. Make sure that the clothing that you're wearing is clothing that won't be distracting to you during class so that you can really enjoy the class and enjoy the movement. If you're new to the class, if you're new to the studio, new to the teacher, always introduce yourself to the teacher. Let them know what's going on so that they can make a class that is a good fit for you whenever possible. Take care of any of your bodily needs before class, whether that's going to the bathroom or getting your water squared away. You can have water in the studio. They do have these paper cups, which I'm not a huge fan of because they're easy to knock over. They don't have a lid, so I'd prefer that you have a water bottle so that mostly for damage control for me as I'm walking around this stuff. But just make sure that you have all of your stuff there and you take that stuff uh, with you as well. Always doing your best to listen to the teacher and do what the teacher is asking, not to show off and not to just copy the person next to you. This is a class that's for you, not for your neighbor. So you always want to do what feels right and what is best for your body. Feel free to ask questions after class or before class. Try to limit them during class because you're not the only one taking the class. If, if you want to ask those questions during the class, a private session is a great fit because that is all about a conversation between you and the instructor. But during the class, it's really about that group experience. So my question for you, what do you think of when you think of studio etiquette? Am I missing anything? Definitely let me know on Instagram at Pilates Students Manual or send me an email at Pilates Students Manual at olivibioni.com. I'd love to hear from you and thank you all for being wonderful, considerate Pilates students. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode of Pilates Students Manual. Subscribe to follow the podcast and join the community of Pilates lovers on Instagram at Pilates Students Manual. You can reach out to me there with questions, comments, or feedback, or send me an email at PilatesStudentsManual at OliviaBioni.com. If you learned something new today, share this episode and the Pilates love. The adventure continues. Until next time.